Thanks for tuning in for this episode of Up the Ladder. I'm your host, Erica Palgon. And on this episode, my guest is my friend, Mike Camerlingo, the hilarious, the super talented writer, performer, and producer. And Mike and I haven't seen each other in a while, but um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Mike was a series regular on MTV's Joking Off for four seasons. He worked on Unite ESPNU's first late-night entertainment show, where he created comedy videos as well as guest hosting on the show. His comedy pilot, Buck Sport for Life, was a an official selection in the 2016 New York TV Festival. And Mike was a finalist for the 2018 True TV comedic breakout competition for his project, Hey Danielle. One of my favorites, I have yeah. to say. His comedy pilot, 12 Beers, which is so hilarious, was an ex- was an official selection in the 2018 New York Television Festival. And Mike was written has written for, acted in, and directed content for ESPN, Onion Sports, College Humor, The Howard Stern Show, MTV, Comedy Central, and True TV. And this is my favorite. Mike wrote and created the popular recap series, 60 Second Classics, which has over 5 million views on Twitter. So awesome. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Thank so you. That's a awesome. great intro. I love doing the intros, especially the people that I love and known forever. The first casting director <laughs> I met in New York, I think. The first Re- person really? who called me in. You're the first person who called me in. I remember because I thought I was going to book it. <laughs> I thought, I don't, I'm still waiting to hear back. <laughs> I didn't book it. What made you think that? Because you're you're a great casting director and you laugh at a lot of stuff, so I'm like <laughs> crushed it, crushed. No, but I I think I got a callback for that too. Well, it's I just, don't remember what that was. Uh, was I'm it a Comedy Central thing? Sick, it might have been a sicko. I remember everything. It was a something for some Canadian casino or something. But oh, I yeah, remember. It was that. like a good spot. It was. Yeah, they were yeah. like, you'll get fifteen grand and was it do Casino Rama or something like that. It was some. Um, that's the only thing that, I don't remember. But okay. I remember that uh, I thought I was going to book it. I got a call back, and it just didn't happen. But, but you made me laugh, which honestly is very hard to do. You know. Well, so. you're one of the ones like our friend uh, Brendan Fitzgibbon. Yeah. We always talk about all the time mm-hmm. how we we always love going in to see you because. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's tough. Going in an audition yeah. is tough. Being a casting director is mm-hmm. tough. It's long mm-hmm. hours. It's thankless. Yeah. So it's so much easier when people on both ends are, yeah. uh, you know, bring a little levity to it and are like, hey, yeah. Well, you it's know. fun. You know, like I find it to be more fun, obviously, when it's A, comedy, B, yeah. somebody that I'm rooting for. So that, you know, in itself is is a plus to hear from your end, you know, that it, it works, you know what I mean? That relationship, that working relationship works. Yeah, and it's always tough when you're in for, like, a Doritos commercial <laughs> and they're just, like, really serious. And they're like, oh, you got to do it like this. It's like, come on, guys, it's Doritos. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Jeez. So you're always great. And, uh, yeah, Yay. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. We haven't seen each me. other in so long. Yes. But I knew you when. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and I'm so excited, like, to see – all your success on social media. You know, I, w- I remember being like seeing your your fake commercials that you oh, were telling God. me about, which were hilarious. And, and we'll talk about that because yeah. I'm dying to hear whatever happened to that because I thought that they were so well written. And, Thank you know, you. I was laughing my ass off whenever I'd see them, <laughs> you know. And I know that was in the very beginning when we first started doing that. Yeah. So let's go back in time. Sure. Um, so I know you grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about like your childhood, like did you have any interest in, in writing and performing? Were you like a class clown? Like, what were you like when you were a kid? Uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Boston, like 10 miles north of Boston. Mm-hmm. Just outside of Boston is what anyone in Massachusetts says. So just outside of Boston. I I was a 
a jock. I played sports. I mm. played baseball, football, and basketball. Um, but I did love, like, I always liked to write. Mm. I always, I remember I got, I wish I could remember what weird writing software I got when I was in high school. I was trying <laughs> to write a screenplay, and I can't, can't even remember. It must have been not even a thing. Like, it was right. just, you know, whatever. But I always had that that thing to to write. But I was, you know, I love sports, so I was playing mm. sports. I wasn't a class clown. Mm. Um, I did enjoy making people laugh, yeah. but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really a class clown. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You, it's hard for me to imagine that because you're so like wild with your stuff. And so, you know, know, like, you know, like there's that one side of you that I know that's, you know, a little bit more, you know, um, just chill and whatever. And then there's like the ca- on camera guy that really is like goofy and funny and, and, you know, and has that realistic kind of feel to him when I, you're doing that. Thank you, know? you. I feel like I play like a confident, dumb idiot pretty yeah. well. <laughs> so I try not to, uh, in my real life, I try to pull it back a little. I do think that, yeah, when people, when I talk to people, they might, they'll be like, that guy's not really funny probably. Right, right, right. <laughs> or, you know, I'll, I like to just kind of swoop in with one or two, mm-hmm. you know, things here or there. But, right. you know, sometimes I just want to watch a basketball game. <laughs> so. It's like not have the pressure. Be funny yeah. now. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get that? Like a lot of people sort of having this expectation and kind of being disappointed? And no, like... because I feel like I have sur- – I, like my friends and, and all that stuff are just natural kind of ball busters mm. in that way. So like my friends are funny. like, But they're not performing. Like I like to hang out with a, a lot of – I do hang out with a lot of people who don't perform or write. I just, oh, really? Yeah. It's like – I don't know. Maybe that's why I haven't got anywhere in this industry because I, I don't have any contacts. You're around too many normal people. Yeah, but, you know, I hang, go hang out with a bunch of people I know that don't do this. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, I don't really give a shit. Like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> they're not impressed. They're not, they don't care. And that's yeah. great. That's who cares. That's good. It keeps you grounded, right? Yeah. Like, from getting a big head. So um, what about, like, your parents? And, and you have, like, brother. You have a brother, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm a middle child. So I have an older brother Ooh, and a younger sister. Mm-hmm. That's why we get they along. Say, I know. <laughs> Although they'll, they'll, they would both say that I got plenty of attention growing up. You know, there's that middle child thing, but I don't think it was. I don't know. Who knows? So but what what um what what do your parents do for work? My dad was a CPA. Mm-hmm. He's like partially retired now. So he's oh. CPA and a financial planner. And then my mom was a teacher. Oh she wow! Just reti- nice. She's retired as well. What did she teach? So uh, second grade. Nice. Yes. Oh, that's so, sweet. So yeah, they weren't into the arts or anything like that. Uh-huh. I think I, I kind of got into it when I went to college at Quinnipiac University mm-hmm. in Connecticut. And freshman year, I saw back in the days of putting up flyers, there was a flyer for a like campus sketch team. It was a show oh. that it was a show that they were doing and they were ha- having auditions. And it was basically where you would put on old SNL or mad TV sketches. And they mm-hmm. put on like an hour and a half show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I remember being like, I want to go to this. I want to go to this. And for some reason, I didn't go. It was probably like the, oh, I don't know. You know, who's, you know, I've never done this before. I can't do this. And then I remember seeing it like two weeks later, there was another sign. Like they must have not got enough people or something. Uh I was like, this is a sign. So I went and I got, I did it. And Uh I said, I auditioned. I mean, they're probably like, yeah, a warm body. You can do it. (laughs) So I did it. And uh, yeah, I, I, that was when I was really into, I was like, this is great. I love being in front of a live audience, Mm. in front of a crowd. And I, what did you do? Um, what was the performance you did? You just got up and they were like the show itself. Yeah. They were just a, like a collection of old SNL sketches. So Mm -hmm. like 
I mean, I don't know. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, I did like a the Will Ferrell, Harry Carey. I remember doing uh-huh. that. Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. So you're just like running through old SNL things. Mm-hmm. And then, but when I got a little older, when I was junior year, we started writing some original stuff, oh, which really? was great. Yeah. So that was my first attempts of writing sketches. Oh wow. Um, so just out of nowhere, that was something you. The writing just came to I you, was like, like you wanted well, to do original yeah, stuff? Yeah, I was kind of like, well, if we're doing this, we should try to write some of our own stuff, mm-hmm. shouldn't we? And then, um, yeah, then by the time I got to senior year, I started coming down to New York to do uh, UCB stuff. So I was doing, mm-hmm. I took a class at UCB, mm-hmm. and I started doing open mics, stand-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know, and I, I just got it in my head. I was like, I can... Uh, pretend to be Will Ferrell in the sketch in <laughs> Connecticut so I can do it in New York where I'm just like myself. So, you know, full of confidence. Mm. Nothing, Nothing's going to get in the way of that. So then I just after college, just moved down here. Mm. What year was that? 2007. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. You've been here a long time. Twelve and a half years, Look I think. Look at that. So I know, You're I official know. New Yorker now. It's interesting because I have uh, friends that are... I, just keep moving away, you know. Yeah. I'm like, where are you guys all going? And everyone's my my good mm. buddy just moved out on Tuesday. You know, people are dropping. New York's the place to be. Come I on. Know. Um, well, you're not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here. Uh, and so the writing you were writing, uh, collaborating with other people in college when you first started writing. Like, did you know people that you wanted to write with, or because I know you were a communications major, uh-huh. right? So were you taking writing classes? I mean, how did you even know how to write? I wasn't stuff? even collaborate. I was always kind of a one man band. Yeah, which, I again, it. <laughs> this goes against me not having any friends in the industry. I'm a nice person. If anybody in the industry wants to hang out. <laughs> I just I don't know. Yeah, I was take like I so in high school I wrote for the school news, newspaper. Okay. And I would write, you know, editorials or whatever. Sure. Where I tried to be kind of funny, you know, try to be right. ha 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 ha. <laughs> and then, you know, college, I would always try to inject a little bit of humor. Okay. But I never took like a sketch writing class or something like that. I oh, kind of wow. just trial by by fire, mm. trial, trial, trial by, by fire, trial by I, error. error. There was, was a lot say, of errors. I was going to say error, but fire is also well, I think a saying. So I can imagine that those first sketches were probably terrible, but really? I just kind of um, kind of figured out. And then when I started performing more, like with improv mm. and that stuff, you kind of figure out how scenes go, how the beats go, right? How to like heighten things, mm-hmm. things from there. But yeah, did and, and you took um, so you took UCB improv, right? Did mm-hmm. you went to all five levels or what? And did you take sketch there? I just did improv. Just did improv. I did, yeah, all five levels. Mm-hmm. I did. I auditioned for a Harold team once, and I didn't <laughs> get it. And then I was just, again, I've always, I always just wanted to do it. So mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I know with the UCB, there was a lot of people I knew that were like, oh, I got to take more classes. Yeah. And I was just like, I get it. I know how to mm-hmm. do improv now. I didn't mean I was great, but mm-hmm. I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I, so let's go do it. So right. I, I started a, we I started a team with a couple of friends. We did like an indie team. Mm-hmm. And then I also, one of the first things I did when I moved to New York, again, just of like being an idiot, but <laughs> I I booked a space in Times Square at a place called the Sage Theater. I don't know oh. even know if it's there anymore. It was like yeah. second floor up. Sure. And I've done this a couple times. I backed myself into a creative corner. Uh-huh. I was like, can I do a sketch show here? And they're like, here, four Saturdays in December. <laughs> like, here's the deal. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. And then I'm like, shit, I have to write a sketch <laughs> show. So I just wrote a thing and I cast it with a few people I knew mm. from like improv classes and stuff nice. like that. So 
Again, those sketches were probably horrible. I, I, the show was like, it had to be two hours, and there was probably like seven sketches. You know, mm-hmm. it was like they were probably so long. But the, but that whole idea of just kind of doing it, you know, seemed like, and even having that that pressure of booking a space mm-hmm. and saying this is what you have to do. Do you feel like that? helps like you know you motivate yourself to do it you know because you don't have anyone over your head telling you you have to do this it's not like school Uh you have deadlines and stuff like that or you have like like a like a professional job Uh that you're going to it's like you need to do this or else you won't get paid it did that help you having that over your head yeah having booked this space absolutely it Mm -hmm. helped me i mean i could i'm sure some people would hate Mm -hmm. that and it wouldn't be (laughs) conducive to them being creative but for me yeah. I, I enjoyed it I still mm. do it to this day I'll be like do I'm doing this on X day and I'm like why the hell did I say that and then I'll do it um, but yeah I, I just always because I always hated when this happens a lot in, in life but in mm-hmm. creativity in general where it's like yeah we should all do something or, yeah let's do a sketch together and I was in some of those groups where you all get together and there's like seven people and you're like, mm. yeah, let's do a sketch about a thing. And then you're like, all right. And then you get it to a point and you, you know, let's shoot it here. Then, well, I don't know if it's ready. It's like, you know what? At the end of the day, no one gives a shit. If it's <laughs> like, no one really cares about this anyway. We're just doing it to just try to get the creative mm. juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Can I swear on this, by the way? I've totally. Go, okay. go swear your ass off. So I was always. <laughs> So I just always was very impatient, and uh-huh. I was like, let's just do it. And yeah. again, I'm sure a lot of my early stuff was terrible, but I feel like that's how I got good. Mm. Have you looked back at any of that stuff? Every now and then I'll yeah. see like an old video, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, wow, I was a really bad actor. And I, I could tell what I was trying to do, uh-huh. um, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. Have you taken any acting classes ever? That's or? probably why I'm a bad actor, too. I've never, ta- <laughs> I've never taken an acting class. And I probably should have since I was trying to act for a long time. And I'm, I'll still be in your thing if you want to cast me. But um, I think I really thought I got pretty good at acting by doing improv and sketch and all that stuff. Again, I'm sure I could have used an acting coach at some point, but I never uh, – I think that's why I was always – I would never, like, call myself an actor because I was mm-hmm. like, I never – I don't really know how to act. I'm just being like yourself. Funny. I'm yeah. just being whatever. Mm-hmm. So if someone was like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do comedy stuff," mm-hmm. which is a weird. People are like, "All right, dude, you don't have to lie to me." It's like a weird <laughs> thing. Other than be, some people are like, "I'm an actor," so confidently. I was like, "I just, you know, trying to get on a beer commercial." <laughs> um. So who did you like admire when you were a kid? Who were like the you know performers or writers or whatever like who were people that you were like oh you know you maybe even in college maybe it didn't come up till later who were people that you really looked up to i think when i was younger i like in middle school or even a little younger i'm trying to figure out the years i mean that early like snl cast with mm-hmm. early for me i mean uh like sandler and farley mm-hmm. and david spade and phil mm-hmm. Hartman, those guys cuz that's when i was a kid and really being like, wow, this is, this stuff's really funny. This is, yeah. this is cool. When I was a little older, probably guys like Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. um, when I was in high school, college. And then, um, yeah, I always liked, I'd like a guy like Will Ferrell. He's obviously mm-hmm. hilarious and a genius and, and, you know, he's one of a kind, but I always like people like that because he was a little different in the sense that you always hear that like comedians have to be, like super fucked up and like the parents have to be divorced and stuff. Right, I'm like, my right. parents are still together and I, you know, played basketball in high school. I, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I still think you can think shit's funny and, uh-huh. and like, and be a good writer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I always like 
you know, when you see someone like that, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, he seems like a kind of normal guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're right. It's very, like, that's kind of like a thing that if you're, like, damaged, you know, right. growing up or something, that gives you a little bit more to angst I, out about or I something. I mean, look, I do wake up in the middle of the night with <laughs> night terrors, so we can talk about that. But I, I'm not saying I'm, like, perfectly balanced, but, you know, I've hugged my dad before is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So... So and how did they um, feel about when you started pursuing performing and writing and? I think they were pretty. They were supportive. I think they were just like, okay, if that's what you want to do. But like, do you have a plan or do you have a <laughs> backup plan or you know? They've always, even to this day, my mom will be. She's like, you got to get a job with benefits. Like I could say, ah. I was working in. Uh, you know, I don't know. I was going to say working for the president, but that wouldn't be good either. I mean, in, working, working at a high up job, you know, I could be like, hey, I'm working for the Knicks. She'll be like, well, right. what's the health plan like? I'm like, ah, <laughs> who cares? But uh, they are very supportive. It, I think early on they're, um, you know, just they want to make sure their kid can pay rent. And mm. so they were a little they're keeping tabs. Right. You know, and I, I always was pretty good about having some kind of job. Mm. Um, like survival job and everything? Yeah. Like, like what kind of stuff did you do? I mean, I did everything. I, you know, up until recently, I mean, I'm still, I I was, uh, I tempt. Mm. Who doesn't tempt? Right. Although. Even I've tempted. My problem with tempting <laughs> is they always ask you about your Excel skills. And I'm right. like, I'm always honest. I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not that great, to be honest <laughs> with you. They're like, we're going to need someone who's great at Excel. Like, God damn it. So, uh, yeah, that. Uh, I was a waiter mm-hmm. for a brief period. All these things are very brief. T- typical. I worked in real estate thing. for a while. I oh, was like wow. an ex- executive assistant. And then I got my license as a broker mm-hmm. and uh, as an agent. And, uh, you know, a real estate agent is funny because they're like, you can make your own schedule, mm-hmm. which is true. But if you only work like 12 hours a week, you're not going to make any money. <laughs> You have to work the weekends. You got to get up early. You know, it's uh-huh. it's. Uh, but it seems like they hire. They they seem to. Uh, real estate agencies seem to hire a lot of actors. It seems like they have actors have the personality for it. Did you feel like you? No, I was, was terrible. No, I wasn't, ter- <laughs> I wasn't terrible at it because I feel like I'm good with people, but I wasn't good with like being pushy or. Like, uh-huh. I remember I was. You know, I was in this apartment and these people couldn't decide, and they're like, "I don't know, I don't know." And they asked me, I'm like, I don't know. You guys have to live here. Like, I don't have to live here. Like, what do you think? I don't know. And they're like, all right, we'll 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 call you later. They obviously never call. But I, I would never – because I always felt – I have this, like, guilt. I wouldn't want to yeah. be like, you got to live here. And then, like, right. a rat crawls across the floor. <laughs> so They're very pushy. Yeah. I know. It's just the cell. It is. Yeah. So when did you – when was your first professional writing gig? And that was, like – was that when you got to New York and – Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I – I probably did little things here and there. I can't really remember. But my first, like, bigger one, I can't remember, like, my first. I'm sure I did some kind of, like, like like copy, ad copy, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Maybe, like, I wrote, like, a little sketch for somebody. But the first, like, bigger thing I did was, like, the ESPN thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? I had to work. I've had, I had to do something before then because I'm sure I sent them stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm blanking. But that was a, a, a bigger one. I think it was, like, 27 or 20. That's 2013. Um, and that was I, a late night show. It was like a, they were doing a late night kind of pop culture entertainment mm-hmm. show. And it was one of these things where they tried to be everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like three hosts and there was a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. But they needed someone to kind of help out with the comedy because there was a, a comedian who was the host. And there was like a former athlete who was a host. And then there was a host. who was, so it was three hosts. Mm-hmm. And so I would help out um, kind of writing some jokes for the host. and then But I would also... 
um, write and act in a sketch every week, which oh, cool. I would deliver to them because they're uh-huh. they're in Connecticut. So I had my buddy who directed stuff for me, and we hired a DP, uh-huh. and we would write like a sports themed sketch every week. Oh, fun! And some of them still aren't bad. Like they're not bad. <laughs> they're not bad. And but and nobody watched the show, but uh, it was so cool. It got me to like figure out how to write mm-hmm. sketches for real and mm-hmm. how to figure out how to edit stuff. And be on camera more and, mm. and all that. So was that that was like your first hosting thing that you did? Yeah. So I then I went up um, at the, as the show was coming to an end. I think they were trying to play around with stuff. Mm-hmm. So they had me up and I hosted two nights in a row, which was really cool. It was live. Nice. It was earpiece, all that stuff. Oh, that's and so I, cool. It was good. I was proud. I thought I did pretty well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was cool. That what did your cool. pa- what your family think? They were when great. They, they thought it was great. It was like first they were like success. Yeah, they thought that was it. It was like big time. <laughs> And then, you know, and then, as, <laughs> and then there's a giant gap. I mean, my whole, you know, career or whatever, I, th- I feel like that's something that people don't talk about is that once you get like you get a gig or something, mm-hmm. and then it's like smooth sailing. Like mm-hmm. my whole thing has always been get a gig and then like nothing happens mm-hmm. for a while. And then you get mm-hmm. another gig. It's just ra- it's it all seems random. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is. Well, it's sort of like being a freelancer, like yeah. in a lot of ways. Especially, but you have this writing skill, but you're also, you were auditioning as well. Mm-hmm. So what, tell me about, you know, and I know you don't, this is not an area that you love, is the I, auditioning. It's like, a love-hate. Well, it's, it's a love-hate. Love yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but tell me, like, what, uh, so you're, first off, I want to ask you, like, how do you submit your writing? Like, how uh-huh. does that process work? If someone was, like, a writer that's writing sketches and they want to submit to, like, ESPN or True TV or whatever, what's been, like, successful for you when you submit? And, like, what are things that you did that you you kind of learn from that you shouldn't have done maybe. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to know the mistakes I made because people will just knock it back to you. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> so I'm sure I made a million. I think what really helps, um, especially recently, but if you can have, and I'm sure people do now. When I was mm-hmm. younger, it was a little bit tougher. But just to have clips, visual clips of your writing. So if you write sketches, ah. have sketches done. Mm-hmm. You can send over written things, and people will read a three to mm-hmm. three to five page sketch. Mm-hmm. But it's so much help, more helpful to to be like, here's this video I made, here's this thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I know if you're just a, if you're like just a writer who doesn't act and stuff, it might be tough to put all that together. Mm-hmm. But I would say like just put put together one, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, this is a produced sketch that I produced, right. wrote and produced, and then you can be like, I'm a producer too. Mm-hmm. And know. how how hard, you know, or easier, whatever it was, uh, was it to turn out those types of videos i mean in the very beginning because you're obviously finding your way and you're um meeting other actors Uh and comedy people did you have some go-to people and you know as a matter of like producing it and how did that all come together for you i was always jealous of people who found like a group that had Mm -hmm. everybody knew their thing like Mm -hmm. i had a group of people that i Love doing improv with, mm-hmm. but we weren't like a sketch group. Right. And then I had a guy that I helped me out with ESPN. He mm-hmm. was a great guy, still a friend. I just saw him the other night, but he wasn't really like into doing like sketches every weekend. So I was always mm-hmm. jealous of people who were like, yeah, this is my buddy who does camera. This guy loves to do sound, and we're the three guys who write and act. Okay. I, because, because starting out, especially, but even now, it's like starting out. You can't make a sketch – if you make a sketch with bad sound mm-hmm. and people won't right, watch it. Right. So that was my struggle for a long time. That's why a lot of my stuff, I, I needed to rely on like the DIY aspect of it. Right. So I, I filtered my writing through characters where they were like actually – 
doing it themselves. Right, right. You know? Which is what I love about your <laughs> videos and what I loved when you first started doing it. I was, you know, I remember you did um, the, the, what was it, um, the host of America's Funniest oh, yeah. Home Videos, which was brilliant. Everything I've done, including up to this point, is out of desperation. <laughs> It's true. It's I. I just. It's the only way I could have done it. And yeah, I. So I think what happened was I started. I didn't know. Like I didn't have an outlet. I was doing mm. improv, but I didn't have an agent or a manager. And that's we can talk about the other stuff too. That's why how I started started doing the sixty second classics. It's yeah. Like, I don't know how else to do this. I see all these people, with mm-hmm. agents and managers, and I. I can't get people to return an email. Right. I, I'm not trying to complain. I'm just saying what what I was like. Your perspective doing. on but it. But I also yeah. am complaining. I don't get why you <laughs> won't answer my emails. There's a million views on this video. Well, and that that there's, there's something to be said about that is like, what does it take to get people's attention? And obviously, you're getting people's attention with the 60 second um, uh, project and uh, so the classic. Uh, so, but you know, where do you take that? Is I yeah. guess the question. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess. So the reason I started doing that, if, mm-hmm. if you want to jump, we can go sure, let's, back. We're going to go all, all over right, the place because right, right. I have so many, so many things I want to talk so, to you but, about. But it ties back to the first thing is like the reason I started doing the, the like the stuff like the America's Funniest Home Videos and yeah. all that stuff. Is yeah, like, let's go back to that. Yeah, all right, I'll, we'll get back to the six second classics. So I <laughs> and have, then the fake commercials too. Oh yeah, it's all the same <laughs> demented brain. I I wanted to do a thing where I could be funny as myself mm-hmm. or as a version of myself <laughs> where I could film it with a camera that wasn't great. Right. I didn't have like great equipment. Now it's a little easier with iPhones and right. all that stuff. But I had, I don't know what I used, a flip ca- a flip camera or. Flip cameras had, had flip, like, flip, flip, flip like phone. Flip. Oh, flip. There was like oh. a, uh, I don't think they make them anymore. I don't know. I had some shitty camera. <laughs> Maybe I used the thing on my, on my laptop. Yeah. You know? Um, and then there was a an aim to it. So there was like, mm. oh, there's a directive. Like, oh, hey, get these people to see it. Get mm-hmm. these people to see it. Right. So I don't. And you and how did you use? Because I know you use Twitter a lot. Yeah. When in the beginning, when you were first doing that, you would tag. I tag Snickers in my first. That was I, when I started doing the. Fake I remember that one. <laughs> so I tag Snickers. I you know what? It was funny. They DM'd me back, and because I was like saying I wanted to be in their commercials. Right. Right. <laughs> And I think I think what happened is they called me and they talked like they got me on the phone like they're a marketing person. Uh-huh. And I think they thought I was like kind of off or something. I think they thought <laughs> I was just a fan who really wanted to be it. Right. They're like, "We'll send this guy some Snickers bars or something." I was like, "No, I'm like a comedian. I want to like write or be in your uh-huh. commercials." And they're like, "Okay, let's stay in touch." Oh and god, I was like, it was one of those. So Snickers, if you're listening, I didn't forget. <laughs> you were uh, the first. But I mean, I, they probably uh, what kind of psychos are doing that? You know? I'm, yeah, but maybe they thought you were like. You know, because you said you were playing a version of yourself. Maybe right. they thought, you know, look at this little guy's a little off. You know? I'm, I'm so so weird and crazy that I'm thinking about reaching out, reaching out to them again. I'm like, hey, Snickers, remember when you, bam, three musketeers now. And look where I am now. Yeah. <laughs> look so, at my Twitter followers. So then I did that, and that gave me any positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. It just sent me down a mm-hmm. rabbit hole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is working. So then I did – I made, like, a whole web series out of it mm-hmm. where I, I I had a cameraman, but, again, it was super low budget. Right. And I was trying to pitch companies ideas for their commercials. And then in the second half of the video, which is probably only three minutes long, but mm-hmm. so the opening would be me pitching them. And then the second half would be the dumb commercial that I came up with. <laughs> and uh, it With was a real so, product or – Yeah, yeah. The, so okay. it was, like, so, Snickers, okay. like uh, – uh, ginger ale, I forget the, the brand. Um, uh-huh. 
right guard. There was like four or five of them. <laughs> right guard. But they're so dumb. But I that's one where I think like the, the writing's probably still funny, even mm, though the acting's mm-hmm. not. But I, I remember I got a I I you know, I tried to send this stuff around and I got a write up from Splitsider, which is a, the comedy website. Uh-huh. And I was like, Yeah, this is great. Like it was it was a validation. I feel like along the way I've gotten just enough validation not to quit and go into a <laughs> stable environment, which is a I always curse it out. I'm like, I wish I got no validation. <laughs> then I'd be living a nice normal life. It's like they're toying with your emotions, I know. right? Yeah. Boom, ESPN. All right, now do nothing for a while. <laughs> Boom, this. It's like, all right. So on that note, what came after ESPN? Like, nothing. What was nothing. Absolutely nothing. For, well, how long? But So what were you doing between well, I don't know. I, that time period? So I was writing. Um, I'm not sure what I was writing. I was doing improv. Mm-hmm. I was auditioning for commercials. Right. And, and commercials were the same thing. Like, I would book something every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you booked I a couple did, Comedy Central things yeah, for me. Yeah, booked some yeah. Comedy Central mm-hmm. things. But late, I think. It was Budweiser, yeah. Bud Light, Bud Light Light, Beer Camp. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep, yep. There was some uh, funny people. Oh, the Matt Silvestri who directed that. Yes. uh, Directed Hey Danielle. Oh, oh my God! Stay in touch. We're friends. Yeah. There's the connection. Yeah. So I was auditioning. I would book stuff every now and then. Yeah, Mm -hmm. book that. I booked like a a commercial for Fox Sports One that Mm -hmm. ran during the NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. So like everybody I've ever known. Saw that, mm-hmm. but it was like you know, it was a non-union fifteen hundred dollar yeah. commercial, which is great. I, it was the money was great, but uh-huh. people to this day they'd be like, "Dude, you're in that commercial." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, man, that money was gone the second I got it." And then, yeah, just here and there, and then um, I think an, I booked an IKEA commercial, which okay. was uh, I think the biggest thing. I yeah, did, I saw that cool. one. That one's fun. That was cool. With it the was closet, cool. you're in the closet. Yeah, uh, that ran during like yeah. uh, Good Morning America a lot. So yeah, a few more you can see it on your on your website, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, MyCamerlinga.com. Yes. My Little plug there. Um, well, cool. So you're so you're writing, you're auditioning, whatever, and like so. I know, like I said, the auditioning is kind of like it has an ups and downs, and and. Um, you know, uh, how are you staying motivated at this point, you know, between all of this? I mean, because it's – auditioning is like, are they going to pick you? And then the writing is like, same thing. Are they going to reach out to you? How yeah. do you stay motivated and positive and like kind of – you know, obviously you're in the comedy world and, you know, maybe you have a sense of humor about it or whatever. Yeah. But like how do you kind of keep your mind fresh and creative so that it doesn't like – you don't go to the dark place? <laughs> yeah, it's easy to do, um, go to the dark place. but The dark side. I think just always doing stuff. That's why mm-hmm. I I'm the kind of person where if I get like a reject like if I get rejected or something, mm-hmm. or if I like get turned down for a job, I'll be like I'll be bummed about it for like a day, and then I'm like I gotta I gotta start I gotta write something I gotta make mm-hmm. a video, and that's kind of why I started writing video. One of the reasons I started writing videos I, I was like making videos because I could control it. Mm-hmm. It felt like a thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In between the auditions, uh, I was performing a lot. And we're improv. doing, you said you were doing Mostly a little improv. bit of uh, stand-up, you said? A little bit. I would do stand-up. I did it more when I was younger, but mm-hmm. I I, uh, I would do it here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I was, oh, I was also, so around that time, I was also putting on shows at uh, Videology. Mm-hmm. That place is gone now. Yeah. But <laughs> I would do like pop culture type shows, sure. which kind of feeds into what I'm doing now too. But I would do, like I had a night where we were all commenting on um 
you know, fight like fights from the eighties, like Van Damme movies and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like, like we were the actual announcers from the fight, and like just mm-hmm. like a new pop culture theme every mm-hmm. every month. Just stuff that like felt creative, but also like super loose. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that kept me sane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and ha- does it help to hang out, or does does it hurt to hang out with other comedy people that are kind of in the same boat as you? Well, I I think I I like it, but the problem is you, there's a there's a problem if people start getting too negative. Yeah. So I love hanging out with like a guy like Brendan Fitzgibbons who was on your podcast. Right. I don't know if he's going to be before or when, when this is, but he's such a funny guy because we we always shoot the shit. We're kind of in the same space and we talk, you know, this sucks, this sucks. Mm-hmm. But he's also a very positive guy. Mm-hmm. So he's a great person to be like, ah, oh, this is terrible. But hey, this is this could happen. This is happening. This mm-hmm. is that, what are you working on? So I like being around those kind of people. Right. It's always fun to be like this, you know, this is all terrible, mm-hmm. but – after about 20 minutes, you got to be like, all right, dude. Let's turn it around. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you going to do about right. it? No one's making you do this. Right. So tell me – okay, so let's talk about the the videos. And, like – so I know you said, you know, wanting the control really motivated you, inspired it to start making the videos, you know. Um, what's your process when writing and then when creating the videos? And what are the subjects that you most like to write about? <clears throat> um. Yeah, so, like, for example, the ones I'm doing now, like, the, all the 60-second classic stuff, mm-hmm. it's all, like, loosely based on pop culture, mm-hmm. uh, usually from the – and sports. I'll do a lot of sports <laughs> stuff, too. Um, so, I don't know. I, I will always kind of – so, I, I do two things. One is where I'll, I'll recap a movie in mm-hmm. 60 seconds. Right. So, I will just – like the process is like I, I'll pick a movie that I that I like. Uh-huh. I always do movies and sh- and shows that I like because I don't think it's as fun to make fun of like a a thing from the eighties where you're like, look at how dumb this is. It's like right. yeah, it is dumb. It was dumb at the time. <laughs> um, so I'll take a movie and I'll kind of write out the plot points of the movie. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to have just seen it. I'll probably go back mm-hmm. and watch it again, and then I will just try to write a joke in every every little thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this happened, this happened, but as you're saying it, you're telling jokes. Because the point of the thing isn't to just tell what happened in the movie. Like, for me, mm-hmm. it's to be like, look, I'm a comedy writer. Do you, these are all jokes filtered through this. Mm-hmm. So um, I did that. And then I, I'd also do these other things where I will break down, like, old scenes and stuff, kind of like in the vein of how a football coach would break down mm. a thing. Like, hey, look, <laughs> look right here. Like, this is happening. This is happening. Mm. And um, those have kind of worked out well for me, too, because you can do whatever you want. You can – what I'll do with that is I'll take a clip and I'll, I'll just kind of study it. And I'll be like, this is funny what he's doing with his arm. This is funny here. Right. And then I'll just break away from the world. So, you know, the everyone knows what's happening in the clip. But then you're saying, hey, this is like what happened at Thanksgiving when my brother's like, do this. You know, right, so you just right. add jokes wherever you want. Right. So – I mean, that whole thing got started kind of like the commercial thing got started, where it was like the sixty-second, the sixty-second, yeah, mm-hmm. it got started in the sense because I needed a way to show that I was funny and a good writer, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really auditioning that much. I wasn't auditioning for like a legit TV or film at all, mm-hmm. and I was doing some commercial stuff. But even if I booked that, it didn't really tie into right. like getting a writing job, right? Right. So you know, in my head, I was like, well. Because every now and then I'll get like a writing packet or something, mm-hmm. applying to writing jobs. In my head, I was like, well, if I can get a couple of these to pop, I can be like, hey, check this out. These are all these jokes uh-huh. that happen. Uh-huh. So I did get a bunch of them to pop, but I haven't mm. – well, that's not true. Things are, things have happened freelance-wise, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I try to be I'm, – I'm, 
I have a tendency to try to be negative, and then I spin it back. Right. You hear yourself, and you're like, no, no, no. I don't want to go down that hole. Yeah, yeah. because one, who cares? And two, um, there are positive things right. happening. Right. It's you like gotta... that gratitude thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I hear it. That's uh, – yeah. That's, uh, Brendan was talking about that too, you know, with his spirituality and all that stuff. But um, he's a good guy to have around for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, cool. So so you're writing this, the 60-second – but now you have a bunch of other – videos that you did mm-hmm. um and one in particular that i love which is um getting your family involved you oh, know yeah. so your brother was in one yeah. Wh- what was that called um are what? my are my parents, parents proud of you proud of me <laughs> are my parents are my parents <laughs> proud of me oh yeah that was probably like 2015 yeah again another one where i was like i'm going home for thanksgiving i think yeah i can do it where i have a camera uh-huh I can be like a dumb guy talking to the camera. My <laughs> girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, somehow yeah. <laughs> would, God bless her soul, because the amount of time she's held the camera uh, is is um, is incredible. But she, I remember going home. I had this script. I knew my brother wouldn't mind being on camera, okay. even though he's like, nah, I don't want to be. He's like right. this, you know, funny mass hole. And, uh, <laughs> I've and never like, heard what, what that before. Do? What are you going to do? You know, so... The, the whole premise was I was doing like a 20, 20, 20, 60 minutes, some kind of like TV investigation okay. where I am am there to see if my parents are proud of me because I'm, this life I've taken or I'm auditioning for commercials, <laughs> so little to no money and all that. Was there any kind of like hint that they weren't proud of you, that there was talk? No, it was all you made, just made up. up. All my, made yeah, up. Yeah, my okay. parents are very supportive people. <laughs> And uh, I think it, it was very funny authentic that there mom, was an issue. <laughs> it's funny because I think afterwards my mom was like, "Oh, people, Michael, we're proud of you." Like I, <laughs> she had like the guilt, you know, that Catholic guilt or whatever. I'm like, "No, my, it's fine. It's just a joke. I know it's fine." Because that video again, super low budget, but I think the Huffington Post wrote it up back when that was like oh, a big wow. deal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it got like six or seven thousand views. Yeah. That was it. And, and what uh, was your brother's like? So he was in on it. How is like was he kind of like was he all in or was he kind of like eh, can we just get this over with? Yeah, he's like, what do you want me to do? Right. Like, what, are you, what are we doing? He he, you know, he's been in a few things since. He's like, stop typecasting me as like the angry older brother. <laughs> so I think he likes it, but he's he wouldn't admit it though. He wouldn't admit it. Yeah, so I was like, come on, we got to do this thing this weekend though. He's like, what do we have to do? I'm like, Saturday. I'll just be just don't worry. I'll show up Saturday. The less he knows, the better. And then he's great though. He just like played it very authentically. Yeah, like, he what did. Because I think he was actually like Mike. What the hell are you doing? Like, what <laughs> what is happening right now? So yeah, I've put put him through the ringer a couple times, and uh, yeah. And was your, were your parents supposed to be in the video, or no. was that like planned out that they weren't going to be think in I, it? I think originally they were supposed to be in it. But my dad's like, I don't think I want to do this. Like, I don't want to be. <laughs> and I, I and, and that's like fine because I. I don't want someone to be in it and then mm-hmm. not. And I was like, it's probably better if you're not in it. Right. Who, you know, right. my brother can handle this, but I don't want my mom and dad being like, <laughs> I don't need to drag them not into yet. this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Time will tell. Uh, so, as, you know, as the Twitter followers you know, <laughs> go up, they might be wanting to get in on that. Um, okay. So, um, so we talked about 60 second classics and oh I wanted to ask you about oh the, the, uh, the visiting the brewery um which oh, yeah. hey, uh, hey, Danielle which, hey, Danielle, which yeah. I talked about that was one of my favorite things of yours and and um a lot of that was improvised I'm assuming yeah, yeah? all of it except for the 
kind of the beginning, like to camera stuff. Right, which right. Which is kind of a mm-hmm. couple lines. But yeah, that was something that, again, came out of the whole, like, this guy's an idiot. I still think that's a good idea. Maybe I should revisit that now that, um, I don't know. I That was one of the things, a lot, and a lot of times this has happened where, you know, whether it's this or 12 beers or whatever, I'll make something. You know, get a little bit of recognition. Mm-hmm. I'll show it to a few people, and then it just kind of dies. I don't. Mm. I never feel like I get give it the full pitch. Mm. You know, like to this day, even I'm like twelve beers. Does anyone still? Can I pitch that somewhere? Like I still right. feel like that's a thing that can happen. Yeah. But I don't know. So the Hey Danielle thing was something that came out of, um, yeah, just kind of the character of me being a doofus, and the whole premise was that. His gr- longtime girlfriend breaks up with him because he never wants to do anything. Okay. Like, he just wants to stay in the house all the time. So he's showing her that he can change by making a travel series where he's going out and learning a bunch of shit. Right. He's becoming cultured. And if, you know, he goes to a brewery. Right. And he goes bowling because he's a moron. <laughs> but he's trying. And so the whole thing is like, you know, every week, the show is called Hey, Danielle. Because he'd be like, hey, Danielle, what's up today? I'm here. I'm at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shot that at Gunhill Brewery, mm-hmm. which was a fun, a fun day. Um, and how is that shot? Like, you, it just seemed like for me when I watch your videos, it yeah. looks like you so bare bones. Like it's just you and a camera, mm-hmm. yeah. and and that's it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like there's too much production aspect, mm-hmm. and which I feel is, you know, I don't know. It just it's very you know docu style or mockumentary mm-hmm. style or whatever. And that to me, it feels more. It feels more authentic, and which makes it feel funnier and you know that one was um the first time we ever well we had two cameras that time which is funny but yeah matt silvestri who we talked about earlier did a great job he directed it and uh there was a dp that he knew and they did a great job of kind of kind of hiding like when we were at the brewery drinking beers they were just off in the distance yeah so me and my friend zach were just shooting the shit Uh i was kind of in this character Mm -hmm. and um yeah the whole tone was supposed to be like a guy picks up a camera who just kind of, he's like, hey, Matt, you have a camera, right? Yeah, my dad has one. Uh-huh. Grab the camera. We're going to get in your car and go. And he's like, okay. Right. So it's supposed to have that feel. Again, everything I write has that feel of like yeah. um guy who's not that polished, mm-hmm. which was a necessity for a long time and still mm-hmm. probably is. Mm-hmm. But I I found that funny too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a vulnerable aspect, you yeah. know. I think uh, so. When you went to the brewery, yeah. did you did anyone tell these people? I mean, you just showed yeah. up, did you, or did you tell them like this is what we're shooting? And we, what did you tell them? The so Matt knew the one of like the co owners or something. Okay. So he knew that we were coming by to shoot something. I don't think he knew <laughs> what the hell it was. So we stopped by and we kind of stayed out of the way. Although they gave us a tour, so we took a tour. Okay. Oh yeah, the guy who's giving us a tour is like one of the one of the. Uh, co-owners or mm-hmm. something but yeah they didn't, and then the rest of the people there were just like what are you guys doing mm-hmm. um, but we tried to stay out of their way mm-hmm. but they didn't know much i mean i think the less they knew the better right right yeah. it seemed like they didn't know anything yeah. even the guy that was giving you the tour he, he well, just... we didn't tell it was kind of like dealing with my brother he's like what's going on we're like don't worry about it well i'm just kind of an idiot just just talk me through this place uh-huh. like you would like anybody well so, so you told them that it was a comedy thing, or did you tell them that you? Oh, you did tell them that it was, yeah, it was a comedy. Yeah, I think you said thing. like we're shooting some like pilot that's like a comedy thing. And okay, I'm, I'm, that's that's okay. probably it though. Like some, I'm a doofus and I'm trying uh-huh. to you know win back my girl. And at that point, he, his eyes probably glazed <laughs> over. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude, <laughs> whatever. No, it really it looked like he really had no clue what was going on, yeah. and he was just doing his thing, he was just giving yeah. you the tour. And and then the bowling thing was hysterical. Were those yeah. people that you just saw at the bowling alley? Yeah, we wow. were. 
So we went in and uh, there was just a whole birthday party or something, oh, like funny. two lanes over. And so we're fi- finna- filming a bunch of shit. And then Matt was like, let's get these guys in the shot. Because they were going crazy, uh-huh. like, after every, you know, roll. And we just asked them, like, can you go crazy after I do this? And they just all <laughs> did it. They were, it was awesome. They were so good. That's great. Yeah. Do, do you – I mean, that must – I mean, that obviously works well. Like, you don't have to do it in advance, like, get mm-hmm. actors or whatever. You're just kind of, you know, yeah. doing it on the fly. I mean, it, that seems like you, like, just the fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of person. Yeah, like, that, was, that was a good fortune, those people being yeah. there. But – yeah, I've always been someone who, again, this is probably bad, but I did, don't over plan a lot yeah. of these things because I mm. do like, especially with that, it's like supposed to be authentic. I don't yes. want to think too too much ahead of what I'm supposed to mm-hmm. say and mm-hmm. that stuff. And I can I feel pretty confident improvising, yeah, especially as like a version of myself mm-hmm. where you can kind of just be mm-hmm. a dope, as you've seen many times yes. in the commercial <laughs> audition rooms. I like that part. 